Hello and welcome aboard Fighting Catholic Jet Lag. My name is JC and I'll be your host for this podcast. I'm a flight attendant and I'm on a journey to find my place within the Catholic Church. I'll be accompanied by my friend and co-host, Father Larry Hostetter, a priest of 34 years and a doctor of sacred theology. He's a Catholic University president. And for our discussion, he'll serve as spiritual ground control to keep things on course for our flight back to faith. We'll be navigating through difficult and uncomfortable issues, so prepare for a bit of turbulence along the way. There won't always be easy answers, but no subject will be off the table. If you're ready to explore your own doubts and questions and reclaim your faith with us, then sit back, buckle up, relax, and enjoy our flight to faith. Oh my gosh, it's so burnt. No, it's okay. I like it crunchy. Did you try some? I'm being so polite. So, Jay-Z Hart's the co- um, uh, host of yeah. today with the most with the most has uh made some banana bread Rebecca's it's recipe. delicious it's kind of um and uh, while it was baking uh we did spend quite a bit of time chatting off mic about future episodes and you know um we recognize that our goal in this podcast mm-hmm. is to really uh hit some of the big topics. We kind of do some of the minor topics in Catholicism, but we really kind of hit some of the big topics uh, that affect people's place in the church or how they feel about the church. And so as we move forward, we hope to cover more of those issues and mm-hmm. really try to have a, a, a deep, honest conversation yes. about that, looking at all the different perspectives. So we won't get tell you yet what that was about, but uh, it's a surprise. It'll be a surprise someday. We're going to yeah. say, hey, guess what we're guess talking what? about? Guess what? We're going to talk about the thing that we right. we hinted at in an earlier episode. That's how we'll bring it up. Right. They'll be hanging on the edge of their seats. Just so pumped. So So tell us who you are. Oh, I'm... <laughs> Hi, I'm JC. I'm JC, and I'm... What's up? This is Father Larry Hostetter. Yeah, and that's me. Priest of 34 years at Doctor of Sacred Theology. Why do you keep making me old? <laughs> I'm not. You're one of us. We're like the same age. All right, I got my right. papers ready. You're not even 34 years old. Right. I have been a priest longer than you have been alive. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I yeah. I mean, when I was ordained a priest... You didn't even exist. Didn't he? Well, I existed in God's heart. Maybe, yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you that. I was created in the womb, or I was chosen. What does it say on the billboards around Owensboro? I knew you before. I okay. Let's start here. God knew me before He formed me. So, yeah. Uh huh. That's true. Yeah. Which actually brings us to our fish and chips. Yeah. For later. <laughs> Yeah. Once we get done with our lighthearted oh, yeah. banter, um, which we're going to, today is a feast day. Mm. of Our Lady of And uh, feasting we are. Say, yeah, that's right. We are eating this banana bread. Mm. Uh, our Lady's uh, feast. Uh, our of Lady. The solemnity of the. Of perpetual. No, that's not today. Nope. Today is the solemnity of the Assumption. All right. Say those words again slower. Is the solemnity. The solemnity. Solemnity. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Tell the viewers what it is. Of the Assumption of Mary. No. 
don't make you me know. tell no, us no. what it is. So, solemnity. 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 If I had to use context clues to decide, solemnity. Solemn. Solemn. I've been told to stop chewing. Forgive us. So forgive us for being No, it's not a sin to chew, but it is. Talk with your mouth open, which you're doing right now while you're chewing. To talk and chew at the same time, spraying banana bread crumbs all over the microphone. Yep. <laughs> all right. So a solemnity is what? <laughs> um, that's a really good question for to bring in to this uh, conversation, Dr. Lauren McCreary, who works at Brescia. She's our producer as well as Rebecca. I found an excuse for the last couple of recordings not to be there. I would say that excuse is family. Right. Lauren. I think you yeah. were the one who said she go, she's gone more than I am. I and you said that on the podcast. And I so specifically told Rebecca to take it out. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, solemnity is the highest form of religious feast. In the Catholic Church, we have uh, different saints' days that we celebrate. You can have like an optional memorial of a saint. Mm -hmm. You can have a memorial of a saint. You can have a feast of a saint. And the highest of all of them is a solemnity, which is reserved for Jesus and his mother. That's right. And as Catholics, we love to celebrate, don't we, Father Larry? We do. We don't. Sure do. You know, in our culture, I don't think we do as good of a job because, you know, when these feast days were created, there were no other holidays except, you know, in medieval times in Catholic countries, there were no other holidays except religious holidays. Right. So everybody stopped working on a uh, holy day, which is where we get the word holiday. Oh. Yeah. You know, I have never had a problem. People get mad at Christmas time. They say, don't wish me happy holidays. That is so unchristian. I want to hear Merry Christmas. But I love saying happy holidays. Because, Are these your Facebook friends? Well, it could be people, you know, who knows? I, I got called a communist and a fascist today <laughs> on Facebook. So What do you identify as? I, yeah, I'd rather not say. But um, holiday, holiday comes from holy day. Happy and holy so day. the time around Christmas is a whole series of holy days. Truly Christmas, is. the feast of St. John, family on the, the holy, first. holy innocence. You the know. holy family is on the first, isn't it? That's holy day of obligation. Uh no, the January the 1st is the Feast of Mary, Mother of God. <sighs> Holy Family is always the Sunday after Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was way off. Yes. You all are uh, participating in the education, Catholic education of J.C. Hearts as we move Speaking forward. Speaking of Catholic education, <laughs> your job is about to get a lot easier. <laughs> so I have really big news. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to go to parochial school, as you know, and I have been accepted to parochial school. Lauren's jaw just dropped open because she has no idea. I've, I have been accepted into a Catholic school here in Owensboro, Brescia. I will be taking a class with Dr. Emily Demore. And I am so jazzed, I can hardly even explain it. I, so I'm going gonna, to Catholic school. Are this gonna, is. Are you going to pledge? Is that an is that an option? No, we don't have fraternities <laughs> and sororities. Stop doing this. <laughs> well, 
Okay. I'm, I'm just excited to walk around there beyond camp. I mean, it's an online class, but the library, the cafeteria, I need a student ID to get into your building whenever I need to, you know, pop in and say, what's up, Father Larry? So I'm really excited. I'm excited for you. And our students are going to be, our students are going to be so excited because they love, always love, love, love when there is a more uh, mature senior person in the classroom with them. Oh, well, it won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I'm so excited. So I applied for a dorm, obviously. But, yeah, I'm going to wait and see if I can. Okay. I won't make any jokes about dorm moms. Not dorm mom. Can you imagine, though, if I'm like, peace out, Ben. I don't, I don't even think I told him I got into parochial school. He's going to be like, one more thing. What, what, do you have the time to do this? The answer we is technically yes. are not a parochial school. We are a Catholic school. But parochial implies that it's connected it's a to a parish. parish. Today, okay, so today I went and uh, met some new friends. And I was asked, what parish do you go to? And as I was thinking of an excuse, <laughs> they said, and you can't say Brescia. And I'm like, ha ha. Well, that was what I was going to say. So... <laughs> Uh, but we love we we kind of hop around here. I think you go to Blessed Sacrament. I love Blessed yeah, Sacrament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we love going to Blessed Sacrament the most. But we kind of hop around and you know just on the search, trying to find our way, feel it out a little. But yeah, yeah. So I'm going to Catholic school. Did I mention that? Right. Yeah, and I'm you, so you understand that daily mass attendance is required. I cannot wait. Okay. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. So Father Michael will be there, I hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah, depends, so. I'll have a student ID. I need to get my books. When's orientation? Are you a freshman? Yeah, I'll technically be a freshman. Yeah, it's my first year at Russia. Are you a full-time student? I, it'll feel full-time, I'm sure. Are you taking any classes for credit? No. Do you have so many requirements? I'm just trying to figure out whether you're actually going to be able to go to orientation. But again, it might be great for the students to have no, wisdom. I, and No, I'm going to orientation so I can go on a tour, so I can meet new friends, so I can figure out where should I park whenever I'm on campus and what's the best place to eat in town. I, I need to learn all of that. I haven't been... I haven't taken a college class and it's been almost 10 years now. I, this is what orientations are for. So you're telling me you don't have an orientation for older students who are coming back to oh, yeah. learn things? If they are full-time freshmen, they can participate. All right. Well, I'm going to have my own orientation. Okay. <laughs> Lauren, do you want to come? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, all right. See you there. I'll orientate you. Oh, please orientate me. Um, but don't, don't like calm me out in front of my peers. I just want to like go in low key. Only if you're buying beer for them. <laughs> then I'll call you out. Is that a sin? Well, it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, you know, some might be looking for someone who's like, oh yeah, you know, she can I pass. I don't look like I'm, I look 21 and less, right? Do you think I could, I still get carded. Yeah, I mean, I got carded until I was 45. Can you imagine me being out with like a group of Brescia students and they're like, 
Um, and you're I'll like, have, it's 930. It's time for me to go home. I've got to go to They'll bed. They'll be like, <laughs> I'll get a bottle of the Kentucky Gentleman. And someone's like, oh, the Burnett's. And I'm like, I'll have the Woodford, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, It'll be obvious. So but, anyway, uh, hmm. today's topic is going to be about Mary, fish and chips. Yeah. Uh, your favorite topic, but you've never told us what the assumption means. Mm. Well, the assumption is more so if to define it would be to do it a disservice. So I would like to hear your interpretation of it. Please. Why are you, why would you say something and then get up and walk off? So I have to keep the conversation going. So the assumption is more so about when, you know, Mary assumed to heaven and she her body and her soul went up. It's there's just so much to it. So um, now that you're back and you're sitting yeah, down, you I've explained. Ex- <laughs> so I did. I did. No, so ass- you're right. Yeah, assumption. you're absolutely right. Yes. Yeah, you didn't know to say amen after the body of Christ, but you got the assumption perfect. Um, you asked it in a very tricky way, my friend. So <laughs> so yeah. and Mary at the end of her life. Did you know that you and I actually met on the assumption? Because I was there for the dedication of the gym and was on the assumption. Mm-hmm. I think we actually met years ago, though, in San Diego. I don't we met in San Diego. And that was in January. And then or February. on the assumption. No, January. It was in January. Yeah. So the assumption. Mary at the end of her life. Yes. Um, is assumed, which yes. means raised up, mm-hmm. body and soul, into heaven. Yeah. So, if anyone can do it. Our girl Mary can do it. I was asked the question, so what? What does that mean? Why did, Why is that important? Is it just something to tell us about Mary or is it something, does it tell us something else? That's such and a And I'll question. take another bite of oh banana bread while you explain you, that. These are some big questions. So Two bites of banana bread. I know. Do you like it really? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not posting the recipe on the Instagram. No way. So... Um, yeah, the assumption of Mary and we have, we have several, you know, big Mary days. Right. But why is this one important? This one's important because she, she went to heaven. I know, but so what? So what? She's going to heaven. A lot of people do, but so what? Oh, but she went mind, body, and soul. All of it. Body and soul all together. Yeah. So what? So that's great. It's great when anyone goes. That's why we celebrate feast days are the days that saints die. Oh, she didn't go to purgatory. What? No, I don't know. Can you give me bigger breadcrumbs? Because this is... Oh, here, I'll give you a bunch of crumbs. Ah, that was good. All right. Um, okay. So, I think so it's important. So, here's my question. The assumption. So what? <laughs> Not that I think that, but I want to know why you think that. Okay. So... I don't think a lot of people have a problem with Mary if they're raised Catholic because Mary is part of the culture. Yeah, she's a girl. But I still think we need to ask the question, other than that she's the mother of Jesus, um, is she important to me? And when we look at the teachings around Mary, and there are four main dogmas around Mary, and the assumption is one of them. Okay. So why don't tell us really tell us dogma is, again? Is not so much dogma is a is a high end teaching. 
Yes. You know, so is it a is it a law? If doctrine okay. is Target, uh, you know, you go to Target and you buy a purse. I'm going to fail in this analogy. You're doing so great. And buy a purse. A dogma is going to uh, hmm, Louis Vuitton. Thank you, Dr. McQuarrie. Louis Vuitton to buy a purse or the Via Condotti in Spain, uh, in uh, Rome to buy a purse. Oh, yeah. Okay, so dogma Thank is... Thank you for speaking in my language. Well, um, okay, yeah. But, do I mean, even dogma aside, uh, Ten Commandments, honor thy mother and thy father. It's your heavenly mother and father as much as the earthly ones. Like you are to honor thy mother as well. Right. So, and we know from the gospels that when Jesus was dying on the cross, he looked at Mary who was at the foot of the cross with yes. the, uh, the disciple John. And she said to John, behold your mother. And he said to her, yeah. looking at John, behold your son. And we often take that as a symbol that, he, Jesus, gifted his mother to the rest of us to be our mother. Yes. So why is it important that our mother was assumed body and soul into heaven? So what? I mean, why is that important? Where did her actual body go? Went to heaven. Body and soul. She she was lifted up. So you know the story, right? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. The legendary part of the story, which is kind of cool. So Mary dies. Oh, Wait, I have this picture whenever I was in Israel of where she was. Her wait, because they don't know. No, it was like where she spent her last days. Or Probably. Something. Well, you know, there are different traditions, and none of them claim to be historically accurate. Mm -hmm. It's just traditions that have kind of risen up over time. But one of them is <clears throat> she went with uh, the Apostle John and lived in Ephesus, mm -hmm. which is in Western Turkey. Um, and you can go to Ephesus today. We should do it. Hmm? You want to go? I've been there. Oh. It's really cool. Um, and there's a house called Mary's House. I think I've told this story already on a podcast. I don't know. Um, I don't think I've heard of it. And so. actually, there are a couple of American nuns that are taking care of this house. And when they meet other Americans, all they can do is talk Aww. because they're so desperate to talk to somebody from home. Yeah. So these two uh, women were from New Jersey originally. Anyway, the house is where Mary lived with John uh, the rest of her life. And it's really cool because the uh, Muslims, did you get a piece of uh, shard in your banana bread? No, it's crunchy and I don't want to make it worse. Oh. <laughs> I was worried maybe you got a, a walnut no, piece, no, you know, I like the didn't. sharp uh, hull of a walnut and you break a tooth or something and then you mm -hmm. can't go to your trip this weekend because you got a broken tooth and you don't <laughs> want to be snaggle tooth. Snaggletooth JC from Somerset. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Anyway, <laughs> the cool thing about this is that Muslims also have a devotion to Mary. They call her Miriam, and she's mentioned in the Quran. So, walked into this, this house, which is kind of like a chapel, and on one side is a room of prayer for Christians, and another side is a room of prayer for Muslims. 
And in the Muslim room, they have prayer rugs and they have something embedded in the wall to indicate which way is east so that they know which direction to pray in. And in the Christian room, it are some candles that people can light. And at the same time was a family of Christians that were lighting a candle in one room and a Muslim family in the other room that was also praying. Um, and so Mary can be the great unifier in, oh. the, in that sense. Yeah. So, And she is because there, she was human. I, I guess there's a tradition then that she would have died in uh, Ephesus. Okay. So back to the story. All of the apostles were came, excuse me, from all over the world because they had been scattered. You know, they had traveled all over the world to preach the gospel. And they all came back to be with Mary on her deathbed. One story goes that she dies and they bury her in a, in a tomb. Um, and Thomas then arrives. And Thomas was late because Thomas spent his ministry, do you know where? Where do you think? India. I could not even begin Oh, to well, you were nodding guess. your head up and down, so I thought maybe you and knew. Did you not see the blank look on my face? That means, please answer it so I don't I, have I to. I thought you knew because you were going, I can't see what my head is doing, but my head is okay, nodding let's, up Wait, and down. let's practice. Hold on. When I know something, <laughs> when I don't know something, it's. Okay. All right. We'll have to get these images on Instagram so that okay. you can see. We need to practice more so we know yeah. when, yeah. We don't, when one we of don't us read doesn't each know other's something. Sign language. Yet. But we are going to get there. Yeah. Have faith in us. Anyway. Yeah. So Thomas comes from India. Yeah. All of the southern tip of India are called the themselves Thomas Christians. They are some of the oldest Christian uh, Christians in the world. You know, sometimes. We in Western Europe think that we have Christianity down pat. We got but it actually, we, you know, my ancestors didn't become Christian until almost a thousand years later than uh, the, right. the Thomas Christians. But anyway, right. Thomas mean, so comes. And what else do we know about Thomas? I'm not. What comes to mind is so incredibly wrong. What do we call somebody who's a, has a, he is a, a doubting Thomas? Yes, thank you. Perfect. That you look at that face. Now she's got like that face, like mad face. I think she's mad because that was not what I was thinking first. Oh, I was thinking of a damn train. Okay, and I know that's not the right answer. Could you please give me a few? <laughs> I have had a long day. Thomas is a train. Thomas is a train. Okay. Man. Just. What, what, what am I supposed to know about Thomas? I didn't go to parochial school. I'm about to, but I don't go yet. I'm not supposed to know that yet. That's not where God wants me yet. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder. Cut every bit of this. So ask Thomas, me again. Ask me about Thomas. So Thomas the train arrived from India. I'm I quit. <laughs> and he's late. So they doubted him. Yes. They doubted him because he was late. But he came over from India, no. hence getting the name. 
Doubting Thomas. Right. So that, why, but he's not that he's a doubting Thomas because remember when Jesus rose from the dead, he, yes, and I remember. He, he said, I don't believe Jesus rose from the dead and I won't believe until I put my fingers into his side, into the wound in his side and I touch the wounds on his hands. Yeah. And so Jesus came back and he said, yo, Thomas, here yeah. I am. Yes. Um, okay. But so, granted. That's his personality. He doubts things. And yeah. so he's there. He or says, needs a little more clarity. I, I feel it. I don't believe level. Mary is dead until I see her body. And they're all like, gosh, Thomas, seriously again? Right. Just let it go. And he's like, no, I need to see it. Right. Yeah. So that's Thomas. Right. All right. And. How obnoxious. So they open the tomb. So they open the tomb. She's not there. And instead, the tomb is filled with roses. My heart's going to explode. Yeah, so yeah. that's the legend. I love it. Um, now, interesting, the question that some theologians have wrestled with, did Mary actually die? Because if she was free from original sin, then would she have had to die? So some people say that Mary didn't die. She simply fell asleep. Don't do this. Why? Not you, but... Take the one human aspect we have right. in connection to like Jesus giving birth and then taking it and something we all go through and not a, death isn't an easy thing. Like taking her, the characteristics that humanize her and being like, eh. Uh, so, yes. I How think do people she, do that? I, I think people want to avoid doing exactly what you say mm. you want to do which is humanizer. I think people sometimes have such a profound, if not misguided respect for Mary that they want to do everything they can to keep her from uh, experiencing the more difficult parts of what it means to be human. Well, as Lauren had a good question. So free from original sin means no dying. What, where's that connection? So, um, so there's two reasons, basically, why people want to avoid having Mary be too human. One is they don't think, they think that's insulting because we have a negative understanding of who we are as human beings. So that's one reason. The other reason is we believe that she was sinless and free from original sin from the moment of her conception. That's one of the other Marian doctrines. Um, and one of the effects mm -hmm. some people believe of original sin is that we die. Now, there are theologians who argue we would have died nonetheless. Yeah, Lauren. Without it... original sin. Man. But that death would not be as disruptive as it is. It would have been just a more gentle, you know, passing yeah. into if, if we weren't for original sin. I, I'm yet again surprised and in awe the way we pick apart things when it's like, okay, well, the thing we can relate to is for women, childbirth, and for everyone, death. Um, so yeah, just wait until we talk about perpetual virginity. That'll really blow your mind. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, but I, I, the way we're picking it apart, but what that aside. Okay, I think she died, and it's perfectly acceptable to accept that she died. But for those for whom that are that people that are uncomfortable with that and want to believe that she fell asleep, all right. For the That's people who don't care at all, what do you say? I say 
she died. I think she shared with us. This is why I asked you that question originally. Why is this important? It's Im- So what? It's oh, because she experienced oh. our death. Yeah, that is important. Yeah. And what and Mary from the first moment we we get to see her as part of Jesus's ministry which is at the wedding yes of Cana um she tells the waiters Listen when to they my run son. out do what he tells you do what he tells you so throughout her life Mary points to Jesus yes still and is. it's never about It's never, I was doing my Mother Mary Oracle deck this morning that I love and all of everything she says, everything she says is like the messaging with this is it's in, it's inside of you, you, you know, my child, you know, believe in yourself and, and it's never, um, I am going to give you this power, mm-hmm. this power, or I'm going to work for you in a way. It's I'm, I'm taking your prayers and presenting them to Jesus and presenting them to Jesus, just as we would our friends right. and our telling my own mother. And pray the same for me. is true <laughs> with the assumption. Yeah. Each one of those four main dogmas about Mary in the life of Christians, especially Catholics. So four and- main Things that we, four main Louis Vuittons in relation to Mary. Right. The things that we believe about Mary. Yes. That are integral to the faith. Mm-hmm. That Mary is the mother of God. Mary was conceived immaculately. The Immaculate Conception. The perpetual virginity of Mary. And the Assumption of Mary. All of those require, cannot be explained in a simplistic way. Because mm-hmm. I think if we explain them in a simplistic way, they do exactly what you said you want to avoid doing is you remove them from our own experience. Mm-hmm. All of them are connected to our experience and that's, in some fashion. That's it, how, for me, I connect with her so much is because she's human, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think, like, with our parents, you know that you know that moment when you realize they're human and it's terrifying but also very comforting. And it's like, for me, it's like that with Mary because – I feel like she she feels me. And you, you know? wouldn't have that love of Mary that you do. If my mother was not such a saint. I agree. Exactly. I'm just kidding. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. Oh. Yeah, you just completed my sentence. Aww. Perfect. Oh, bees, you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. They think she'll get you a nice Christmas the, present. The blessed barb. The blessed barb. What do you think? Is that sacrilege no, or can we so go you, for you it? Can, every, yeah. Everybody considers it. Not Everyone everybody. considers my mother the blessed father. A lot of people consider their mother saints. Like Lauren's little boy, I'm sure. Yes. Thinks of Lauren as I think of Lauren a as saint. a saint. I'm not sure about her little girl, but <laughs> I definitely think of Lauren as a saint. I think she is Saint Ursula reincarnate. Yes, she is. Does she get that a lot at work? Um, no. I feel like I hear that a lot though. <laughs> Let's try that again. Does she get that a lot at work? No. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> well, cool. So, so anyway, what? So, what does the assumption tell us about Jesus? What does it tell us about something that's meaningful to us? Is it just that Mary was assumed body and soul to heaven, and it's kind of a really nice doctrine or dogma that we believe, but doesn't have anything to do with who we are? No. 
No. It's not something that we just stick into a theological freezer and say, isn't this nice and special? Oh, Let's move on. It's yeah. something that has to do something with us. And because so, it kind of, I mean, I'm for it. I'm down. I'm, I'm down to celebrate any, anything with Mary, but yeah, I can kind of see where. It, so what like. is it we believe in the creed about life after death? Mm. We, believe. we are, we, we are, are reunited, reunited with our body. We, our bodies are resurrected someday. We believe in the resurrection of the, the body. body. We are, we believe in the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Right. So, and then what did we say? Traditionally. No. What comes after that? After what? Amen. Amen. <laughs> you got it. I've been waiting. <laughs> so, um, good try though. Um, so, where was it? Oh, we we that's what, part of the creed. We believe in the resurrection of the body, resurrection of the dead. And the that the after we die and our souls are separated from body is not what the way we're not just the this spirit floating around in heaven that as human beings we are embodied spirits so christians have always believed in the resurrection of the body the glorified body jesus showed us that in his own resurrection when he could walk around with his disciples and but it was different because he could walk through walls so there was something different about him but oh, it, yeah. it was different mary yeah. is assumed body and soul into heaven because here again, she is pointing to something that Jesus is doing for us. We will all be resurrected, body and soul. Yeah. And, you know, theologians in the Middle Ages. Anybody? Well, it's, it, it, you know, that was actually a, a, a point of debate among theologians in the uh, Middle Ages of what kind of body are you going to have, you know? And so where, what do you imagine? What's yours? I have no be? idea. I have mine picked some, out. Somebody said it's when you're 19 and somebody says, no, it's when everybody's when they're 33. I'm not going back to 19. Yeah. My best year, I think like 23 when yeah. I learned to like do my eyebrows. So I want to go back to that. Anything, anything before that? Absolutely right. not. And you're right in point to the fact it would be, as perfect as we can be as human You're beings. not leaving that in there. You are oh, yeah. at, no. You will have glorified eyebrows. <laughs> I already do, Father. <laughs> Lauren, what what body are you gonna take on? <laughs> I know you've thought of this. Wait, so your body at the end? If you take on the your like what body? Because people your are like, when you're body. 19, you're glor what would oh, what yeah. was your best body? Definitely when I had my overactive thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> so God bless an overactive thyroid. The point is we will have a glorified body. We don't know what and that let's means. Let's hope it's with a but Mary is body. already pointing to that. Because she already is experiencing the fullness of what it means to be resurrected, yeah. as all of us hope to be someday. But because of her special relationship to Jesus, she was already given that gift of being fully resurrected, body and soul. And in doing that, highlights to us what we're all promised. Say it, says. Yeah, somebody's got a skeptical look on their face. Okay, so the goal is to be resurrected, not to go to heaven then. Are you resurrected? Yeah, by heaven. resurrected, I mean you go to heaven. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, I thought we didn't have our bodies in, in heaven, though. Yeah, we, you say the creed every Sunday. So, someone told me, you listen, are, when it, because 
you'll it's your it's soul not, it's your soul that's in heaven no right? you are not your soul your soul is part of who you are oh my gosh this otherwise goes- you're creating a an understanding of the human person in a dualistic way that you're a body and a soul and that your body is just around to keep your soul give your soul something to do until it dies well, and then your body your soul is that. liberated that is not okay this kind of goes back to that the is converse. not a christian understanding of death uh, right. We die, our souls are separated from our body, but it's a temporary thing until the end of time. Hold on. When there is the general judgment and our bodies are reunited oh. with our souls. Wait, uh, what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Are you Are you sure? Wait, I want to repeat my mind. No. I don't. <laughs> I've not found mine yet. <laughs> you will be, receive... The body that can you choose anyone's body, or do you have to go with yours? I think Giselle. Uh, yes, I need to get another one. You know, this is why um, this, Chris, is, this is why there was a pro, uh, prohibition against cremation until recently. Ah, uh, but because ashes people took, we were started as, and ashes will go back to. We say because that every, people were interpreting that in a very literal way. Okay, so and sometimes people would be in at one point people were cre- being cremated as a way of denying the bodily resurrection. Huh. Well, Lauren missed it. We had a Botox discussion the other day and we were talking about and Father Larry's like, you don't want God to not know what who you are. Like, what? Not with <laughs> Botox, obviously, but with like plastic surgery. And my argument was I just think Mary's like, oh, leave her alone. You invented Botox too. If you start early, it's less ironing later. <laughs> so you've been to Rome. Yeah. You saw Michelangelo's Last Supper. Mm. Or not Last Supper, um, the Last Judgment in yes. the Sistine Chapel, right? Mm-hmm. So Jesus is the judge. Mary's sitting there next to him. All the saints are surrounding him. And down below are people who are rising up out of their tombs. That is the resurrection of the dead. And that's when those bodies are reunited with their souls and taken up to heaven. That's so just if just your soul in heaven, you are not complete because as human beings, we are by definition embodied spirits. So you're saying that when we... We're not angels. So angels are pure spirits. We are not pure spirits. We will always have some connection to our earthly bodies. Don't know what that means. Or what it would look like. But you're not saying that if you were to dig up, like the body would still be there. Like the your body doesn't go up. Your body does not go. You're not. Your sick. body is. I mean, if you take it in a literal way, it was your body was restored literally to what it was before. But, but we don't take there it is still way. a body after death. Yeah. On Earth. Mm-hmm. That you leave behind. Yeah. So what are you? Ta- what are you? That in, when does this happen? So there's two judgments at death, and we probably need to do a whole segment on death. Yeah. There is the particular judgment of us coming before the Lord and, you know, I'm throwing myself at your mercy, Lord, and I trust in your mercy, and we're judged. And then there's the universal judgment at the end of time when all of humanity is judged by God. And that's when the resurrection of the dead traditionally happens. Are, we're reunited. Then, not now. Not, not now. No, okay. not in heaven. And, okay. and well, by that then, makes sense. 
<clears throat> and understand this is all metaphorical language. I mean, I don't think it's meant to be taken literally. Okay, well, you should have led with that because I'm like, Father Larry, what? No, this is it's, a metaphor. But it's not just a metaphor. It also points to something very real, except the reality of it isn't something that we fully comprehend. Right. Other than understanding that who we are as human beings is not complete so if we're just souls floating around in heaven. Mary comes into this because she was raised did it. body and she soul. Raised body and soul. And, and so she's pointing, saying, This is what's going to happen. So, uh, so that's basically the assumption, right? Yeah. Eh. You do not look happy. I'm, I'm not. We didn't do my girl's justice. Mary's your thing. Yeah. She's all of our things. But you said, first of all, there's three other dogmas. And also, there's more, I mean, there's way more I want to know. I feel like I have more questions than I did coming into this. I thought I had a pretty solid understanding of, oh, we celebrate her on this day. She assumed into heaven and did a great job at explaining it. But I kind of want to know, why do we care? Why do we, why is this such a big deal? Like, I, I want to you know, go deeper. I was only it. asking that question, what, 10, 15 minutes ago, and you were looking at me like I'm crazy. And now you're asking the Make question. Make sure you cut that because. <laughs> now you're asking the question, why do we care? Which yeah. I think is ultimately the main question we have to ask about Mary. It's not about putting a woman on a pedestal and saying, isn't she pretty? It's about really getting at the heart of what does it mean that we honor the mother of Jesus the way we do? And does it tell us anything? Can about you us? imagine saying about Jesus? It's not that we just like him just because he was really handsome, right? Like that's yeah, yeah. We've got some stuff to cover, but I think that's a lot of people. They go on and on. Oh, beautiful, blessed mother. You know how wonderful she is, and look at how beautiful she is. And it's like, hey, this is somebody who made a difference in salvation history. This she is not just about decorating somebody and making her look pretty. And to put her in our, our homes. This is there's something more substantial going on. Mm -hmm. There's something really big, substantial going on, and I th I think one of those is our the way we call her the Virgin Mary. I mean, do we have we ever referred to Jesus as the Virgin Jesus? No, it's Jesus, the Savior, because he did some other things right. other than his virginity. And so one and so, and of I the four dogmas, Mary did as well. Yeah. One of the four dogmas is the perpetual virginity of Mary. And so you're getting right mm. to the heart of why some people have a problem with our, not Mary, they don't have a problem with Mary, but the problem with the Catholic church. Maybe a problem about talking about someone's mother's virginity. That's where we'll start with that because I think that's right. pretty disrespectful. Well, even to so how do you deal a with a 2000 year tradition, 2000 year tradition? Cause yeah. it goes back to the second century, at least um, of that Mary was perpetually a virgin. And is there a way to understand that that isn't necessarily about biology? Well, virgin means other things. Like you had said, it's um, like a pure, right. pure heart, pure so, faith. But this is exactly why some Catholics... So it's more than just that. It's more right. than just... This is exactly why there are some Catholics have a problem with um, 
Mary, not Mary, but our presentation of Mary, and especially that role of virginity and the perpetual virginity, because frankly, we've said some weird things about that, as yeah. we'll talk about yeah, in have. the next episode. So yeah. if you want to hear more about this, I, you're going to have to check in next time. I know I do. What's so. your favorite Marian prayer? Really? Mm-hmm. Hold on. I've got a few. Can I can just I, pick one? That's going to be a closing prayer. You really? Can, well, yeah. You act like I haven't been asking you to do the prayer forever, and it's like I don't want to do the prayer. <laughs> Wait, do it. What did I say? And now you're looking at me like I've never allowed you to do the prayer. No, that's not how you said it. Do the impression of me again, because what did I? I can't remember. You said I'm not allowed to do the prayer. Well, <laughs> um. Okay. I think we've paralyzed JC a little bit by giving her the option of picking one of her many thousands there of Marian so many. prayers that there she has on her phone. So and she really does. I wish many. you could see it. She's got a whole list of Marian prayers. Any, so you're just going yes. to go with. I, you know, with with all of it, there there's so many great things that we can say and to ask her to take our prayers to her son. And I mean, we we don't have to go through her to get to him. But just as we ask our friends and our family, pray for us, pray for us. And, you know, the Blessed Mother, I, I say, make your son listen in only the way a mother can. And just as my mother makes me listen in only the way she can. So let's take our prayers to the Holy Lady and say, Blessed Mother, Hail Mary, full of full grace, grace, the, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Oh, can we say the Hail Mary every week? Sure. <laughs> I do in my heart. <laughs> I sure do. This podcast is ended. Go and love as you have been loved. Peace be with you. And with your spirit. And Godspeed.